0: This is The Running Channel Podcast with me, Sarah Hartley, Andy Baddeley, who just has to sit there, and Rick Kelsey over there in the corner. On attempt number three, we've managed to press record.
1: Are you sure? Have you pressed record? Both are recording. Everything's (laughs) fine. No need to worry. I admit, I did forget. Again, (laughs) one job. He's only got one job. And today we're going to be talking about what you
2: need to wear, what you might choose to wear for running. (laughs)
0: get into what to wear how's your week of running been Rick?
1: I'm actually gonna take a couple of days off because I've upped my training in the last couple of weeks as we head towards our 2024 aims and I'm now running three times a week which is something that I've not been able to do for three years so I'm doing an interval session I'm doing a 5k somewhere at the weekend and then I'm doing a longer run now a long run for me is not a you know a, a 20 mile an hour 20 20, 20 mile an hour.
0: 20 mile an hour <laughs> run. Wow. Woo.
1: It's an 18 hello. mile an hour. Hello. Uh, <laughs> someone's, <it's> someone's backing <laughs> himself in 2024. It's, it's not a 20 mile, you know, Sunday long run. It's, you know, it's, it's longer than, than five, six, seven, probably eight k something like that. Yeah. Nice. Um, uh, but I've just started to just feel really sore because obviously just up in it. So, so in your,
2: I know that, because you bang on about it, everyone will know you've had surgery. So you mean sore generally as, as from your body or like specifically so, the sore, knee?
1: Sore in my knees in general, but not yeah. like, n- not anything that's dangerous as in like, yeah. I feel I like can, but I can, you can feel where your level is. Yeah. So it's your body mm-hmm. talking to you and saying, okay, well I've hit a kind of, you know, uh, plateau here. Yeah. I don't want to up it too much. And then um, I, think, I think you can go up quickly. a little bit, then yeah. back off it to
2: yeah. so almost come down again and then just go up. So you almost take like two steps forward half a step one step back and, and keep doing that I think is, is like pretty sensible so you don't need to keep pushing
0: it's so like what you get in a training plan as well like a lot of people probably will have started a training plan in January yeah. you might be trained mm. towards a spring marathon and you'll see especially with marathon plans like after a few weeks of really going quite hard you'll have yeah. what feels like a really easy week and that yeah. is deliberate so that your body has that time to recover before yeah. you then go again
2: yeah adaptation
1: week consolidation week all of that jazz yeah so I'm, I'm taking a, a few days off at the beginning of the week, just to like, to have two days clear between runs. Yeah. But I want to big up our listeners this week. You know what? Okay. Because we are now excluding football consistently in the top three sports podcasts. Really? Spotify. Uh,
2: hello. <laughs> that's a little bit of a self aggrandizement, isn't it? But yeah. No, I, I enjoy
0: great. that caveat because there are a lot of football yeah, podcasts. So, so it's not a, <laughs> So I feel yeah. like if we just remove that, The
1: football podcast. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Or maybe like, let's leave one in.
1: Let's leave. We'll leave so one. top four. Yeah, <laughs>
0: top
2: four. <Fine>. Okay, amazing. <laughs> oh, that, that's really exciting. So yeah, please keep listening, keep watching, keep sharing it with people so that they can hopefully enjoy it. And also so that you can send your messages in to podcast at com to help us make it better and tell you about all the stuff that you want to hopefully hear about. You've done
0: any running this week?
2: I have. So I'm... Did you just mumble? She, I think she said, have I done really? any running this week? I <laughs> do you feel like, like
0: that came out uh, a bit. I'm
2: here, I'm here. Did you do any running this week? No, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sounded like you sort of lost the will to keep speaking.
0: Hey, you understood what I meant.
2: Either that or you just don't care whether I did any running this week. No, Both of those really. things I want to get on to what I want to talk about, oh, yeah, you go on, first. No, no. Okay, I, I'll be quick and I'm going to take us off on a slight tangent as well. Good. My favourite. Um, yes, I've started running, or have done a bit of running, three runs in the last week. So sort of back up to that cadence than I had before a mm-hmm. much lower volume than I was for the marathon. Um, but I'm struggling a little bit. I have a new goal. Then this is to run a faster 5k, which we talked about on last week's mm. episode, um, which is, is motivating me, but we haven't really talked about you You guys have talked about it before. I think like the marathon blues or like oh, post- yeah. post-race blues. And so it's only four and a half weeks after my, since my marathon, about that five weeks. Um, and I had to have, I had a couple of weeks off deliberately and then few weeks off with this issue with my head and some illness and stuff and then i've just like lost my mojo a little bit for for it and it's i didn't think i would feel as i didn't think i would experience it in quite such a severe way but it feels to me exactly how it felt to me after the olympics or the world champs and and i thought that because those were for me such a such a big deal it was my whole life and my whole career i thought that those kind of highs and lows would be more extreme than what I might experience now when I've got family and work and other things to distract me Mm -hmm. but I've been really surprised that post Valencia I felt like a little bit bereft like I've lost I'd lost my purpose
0: well especially for a marathon you spend so long thinking about it and especially for you as well like for some people, they might sign up, go, um, "Oh, I've got 16 weeks until the marathon," and then you're thinking. But even that is like over three months. You're thinking yeah. about it. Yeah. For you, we we've been banging on Not about, about it, it for literally it's been a, a year. Big part
1: of your life,
0: the
2: last mm. six months. Yeah, it has, and and building up to that big goal. But I can't be alone in this. I assume, like no. people listening, no. well, the time I of the year that, as well. Yeah, January blues. That, that's the reason I thought I'd mention it. Is yeah. Th- because yeah, really, it really hit me, and I was like, I felt a bit kind of pointless. Like I had a real. I was like, on these days of the week, I'm going to do these training sessions. And I knew I'd get out of bed and that was, I had that purpose for the day. And then and then this last four or five weeks, I've been a bit like, I could run. I don't have to run. Um, I had that fear, perhaps, for the marathon that if I didn't do it, I wasn't
1: going to be able to complete the, the distance. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's been a, been like a bit of an eye opener. That- well, I feel a, a lot like- of people have been sending in their suggestions, actually, about oh. what you should do for your marathon this year? Have you seen this, Sarah? Mm. Oh, for my marathon? Oh, no, I haven't
0: seen this. Andy was telling me about someone's email. I did
1: did, did a little um, tally. Okay. But my tallies are probably wrong. Yes. Yes, I'm (laughs) pretty (laughs) sure that I actually won the uh, the end of the year quiz, but So a lot of people think you should go back to Valencia, but because you mentioned December in last week's podcast, a large amount of people, particularly our American viewers and listeners, think you should do the Honolulu marathon on December the 10th. By American listeners, do you mean you? And do you mean... Rick's
2: going, oh, if we go to a marathon with Andy again, we get to do the podcast. So I get to come for a four-day jolly. So let's go to Hawaii.
0: You know what? I mean, I'm in. He's,
2: he, he's got me down to uh, a team. <laughs>
0: yeah. Is he wrong?
1: No.
2: But <laughs> I do Are you have, up for? Yes. Yes, me too. All oh, right. Looks like it's, it's signed, sealed and delivered. But we got an amazing email from Dan. That, that there's a few, a few elements of it that made me laugh. So thank you for writing in, Dan. Uh, and it was titled um, Ideas for Andy. He'd also said that this year his his wife, Clarence, uh, himself had signed up for their first marathon and timed ultra marathons. Scary. No. Um, and they're looking for ideas to torture Andy. That's with his words. Great. <laughs> love it. I saw it. that you were looking love for this. ideas with things that you can do to torture Andy. So first off, I'm not really sure that was what we were looking for, is it?
0: That is exactly what I was looking for. Thank okay. you, well,
2: Okay. How,
1: how tough are we Brilliant. talking here? Tough.
2: Well, he's suggesting, Toughest. Dan, and Dan, I, I, I love you for writing in, but you can get in the bin. I would like to suggest that Andy undertakes the Ooh. hell on the Humber Mad Hatter in March. So in March, not long to train What's for this. What's it called? Hell,
1: hell on the Humber. Let me yeah. Write this down. Hell so it's on a, the a nine
2: <laughs> or six-hour endurance event. So nine, <laughs> in, involving four-mile <laughs> loops over the majestic Humber Bridge. Love um, that. The course is high up over water and repetitive. Four-mile loops. Yeah, yeah. Forcing for you nine to, hours. Yeah, forcing you to endure physical and mental pain. It sounds a bit like a backyard ultra actually, but without the kind of one per hour element to it. And then, but but there's quite good justification here. So. I think Andy should do a six hour event and aim for 40 miles, brackets. That will be 10 loops, one for each of his children. <laughs> <laughs> <So>.
0: <laughs> well, it might be 11 by then.
2: <laughs> yeah. good, good point. <laughs> Stop it. When is it? Um, March. When is it? We're not doing it. March. It's in March. Please, right. uh, oh, like, no. I'm up for doing no, another no, marathon, no, yeah. but, uh, but beyond 42.2k. I don't think I want to do it. But no. I, I've been talking now. Sarah, please talk and save me from having to do one of these horrible challenges.
0: Well, Dan, ne- maybe not this year, but next year we'll sign him up. We'll
1: see you at Hell on the Humber.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well,
1: you guys we'll can go in- Me
0: and Rick will stand at either end of the bridge.
1: That would be great on one of your 10 loops across it. Yeah,
0: we'll give you a little cheer. Nope. No, um, I did yeah. strength and conditioning this morning. Well um, done
1: you. Congratulations. I'm just, I am actually very surprised, I'd say.
0: Yeah, me too. how much you
1: despise it.
0: So here's the thing. I did, I did a, I, I realised I just don't like it if it's static. So I did right. a hit class just in my living room, followed along on my phone. Then I had a shower afterwards mm. and my arm. All,
1: always for the best, pre-podcast.
0: My arm was shaking as I went to grab the oh, shower gel. Yeah,
1: yeah. What is that, Andy? Why does it do that? Should it
0: be that Just hard? The
1: muscular fatigue, I think. It, was, it was a beginner cardio. class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was
0: 25 yeah. minutes, and I was absolutely wrecked.
2: Yeah, but 25 minutes. So that's the sweet spot from a VO2 max improvement perspective. Like, like right. that's what. So you'll hmm. have kept your heart rate high for that whole time, I imagine. Because yeah, the recoveries are short in hit, hit, hit activities.
0: Yeah, there were some rests.
2: Yeah, there'd be some, but, but, but there'd be,
1: it's not like you're yeah, yeah, resting your for two or three, three minutes. Like but you, might. you obviously no, push like yourself, seconds. Sarah, because I only shake that much after a couple of bottles of the G-Dog on a Saturday night. <laughs> the G-Dog. <laughs> the G-Dog. What? Oh my goodness.
0: All I can say is strength and conditioning is hard. So hard. I've actually had a, quite a weekend of doing non-running activities. Yeah. I went to the track on Saturday and did an interval session. Loved yeah. it. Then Sunday... I need some Oh help. yeah, you did
2: uh, eight 400s?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I, I clocked some of the paces that you're running as well. So yeah. a little bit of Strava stalking. It was
0: between, um, it was, what was it I need it, to run? It was w- between 3.55 and 4.15 per kilometre.
2: So, but I, uh, did were you when I saw it, it looked like the very first rep, the first 400 metres, one lap of the track was <laughs> a little bit ambitious.
0: It was a little bit ambitious, but, yeah. What was it? I think close it close to 90 seconds yeah it was oh um, wow yeah a bit much yeah
2: <laughs> which is thinking, quite a bit quicker than so, minutes, so. I think. what
0: happened was is that I was going to go to the park to do mm. this interval session and I just run around the park. And then yeah. when I got to the park, there was a half marathon about to start. Mm. And I was like, I don't want to be swept up in that because yeah. they will take up the whole width. Mm. So I was like, okay, I'll just go onto the track. Don't know why oh, for, I wasn't going to do yeah, that the anyway. 400s, yeah, yeah the All of the workouts you do. I'm not a member of the track, so yeah. I had to pay. I, don't, uh-huh. I didn't really want to pay. But anyway, I went onto the track, and then there were three other people doing individual sessions. And yeah. then there was a big group who were running. The opposite way around yeah but they were taking up lanes two to seven so ba- and they were doing 200s so they on my first rep i was starting. So
2: 200s going the other way around the track yeah it was a bit rogue yeah um rogue. But, so, yeah, they're not in lane one and, and, no, and, like, and the track's up. quiet i think it's okay yeah it was
0: quiet it was all right it was a bit but what ended up happening is that they would set off on their 200 at the same time op- like on the opposite on the 200 line yeah. at the same time i was setting off for my 400 yeah so then i would run my 400 the first 200 of it at their pace I thought you meant they were
1: going backwards around the track yeah they were running backwards around the track. So we
0: were running towards each other. Oh, right. Okay. I know.
1: They, they, were, they were running forwards, but backwards. They were in the wrong way around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're okay. getting confused.
2: But how, did, how does that make you run their pace? If
0: because you're not I was trying to beat them? them to the halfway mark. Oh,
2: that. okay. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love it. And then I died. Yeah, yeah. So you went off at 345k pace, <laughs> basically. Yeah. yeah. Although I saw you pulled it back again at the end. So it was almost like a little
1: pyramid.
0: Yeah, I did enjoy it. Yeah. It actually, was good.
1: I love did, a track record, yeah. yeah, were you saying, actually, that people don't get out on tracks enough
0: no i don't think i think for a lot of people although i was reading some it was some like 2023 roundup i can't remember if it was a strava one or a different one but it was saying that more people had there's an uptick on people using tracks
2: oh really yeah i think that was the garmin like garmin connect data report. oh yeah um, a tracks expensive to get on No, mine
0: is five pounds per time
2: Okay. I suppose if you're going on a few times a week, I mean, joining an athletics club is probably the cheapest way if you want to do it regularly. Because mm. usually the, the, then you could go on club nights, be surrounded by like-minded people, join in with a group, which makes it way easier to train on the track.
0: That's the thing, because some of the other ones where I went off quite fast, I was either I was either dipping into lane one when someone was halfway down the 100 meter straight yeah. going, how fast are they going? Could I keep ahead of them 400 yeah. meters? Let's give it a go. Or someone had just come through. And then I would dip in and try and keep up with them for a lap.
1: Do you prefer doing track when it's cold or warm? Cold, 100%. Warm. Warm. 100% cold. Warm. Warm. But Sarah Sarah doesn't like hot.
0: No, I hate hot. No. You know what? I didn't like cold though. On Sunday, I went cycling and that was absolutely freezing. I could not have put more layers on. That was just you and men, wasn't it? I told you I went cycling with the lads and dropped
2: them and then you're not invited back.
0: So (laughs) I went... <laughs>
2: is that right?
0: So basically, my boyfriend has a uh, brunt what's it called? Cycle and brunch chat. Yeah. And he's gone off and done it a few times. And I was like, Can I come? And yeah. he was like, Yeah. So I went off. It was me, him, two other guys. And all week, all of them have cleats. They're like yeah. shoes that clip oh, yeah, into yeah, your yeah. bike. I don't have cleats. Yeah. I, I so cleat was...
1: the kids to nursery. Do you? Yeah.
0: How far is it? Is nursery? that because you can't be able to change the pedals?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> but, oh, about, about a mile? <laughs> okay.
0: Nice. but that's fair you've done loads of cycling i don't yeah. i just commute to work so i just wear trainers and have normal yeah. pedals mm. but we were going to richmond park to do laps very serious serious cycling oh, yeah, right. it is, yeah so i was like i'm gonna get dropped on all the hills i've only yeah, been it's there tough in richmond park. it's quite hard and really? I've only it's been like there a
2: rolling sort of six seven mile loop southwest pretty much bang on
0: yeah it's pretty much bang on 10k yeah. so we went out got to the first hill i had complete full-on cycling naivety so just absolutely bombed it up this hill dropped all of them yeah apart from one one guy was quite good but dropped the other two got to the top of the hill and they were like you're not allowed cleats if that's what you're doing
1: <laughs> you're like, If you want to come again It's yeah. only trainers Put your toe clips back on Yeah But
0: then when we got to the downhill I'm too scared So I just braked the whole way down And they overtook me
1: And you must have been wearing A lot of clothes Because it was cold And that's exactly What we're going to be talking about today Yes Which you could read into as Rick's saying Shut up Sarah yep. No more Let's cycling crack chat on. Let's get on Sorry, With yes, what we running,
0: <laughs> running 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 So this is We're going to kind of talk about Everything aside from shoes Because that's probably A whole other podcast in itself yeah, yeah. But all of the little bits You might be listening to this Having just started running yeah, um, or watching this having just started running in January or you might have been running for ages and going like, what should I invest in next?
2: Well, one of the amazing things I think about running, you've just talked about cycling. Cycling is intimidating. You, a lot of people, if you turn up to a local ride, even in your local village, I've done this and everyone is lycra clad and wearing cleats mm-hmm. um, so, yeah. and has quite expensive road bikes. Yeah. Um, whereas in running, you don't need anything at all other than other than a well-fitting pair of shoes. Um, so we're definitely not saying you need to go and spend money, but there are lots of stuff that we all like wearing and have found over the years that are useful for us. There's also some controversy about what people should or shouldn't wear in certain there's fashion little, combos, perhaps.
0: Yeah, there's but, also like there's an infinite amount of stuff that you could try and buy. And I yeah. feel like there's some things that are genuinely useful and there are other things where like you don't necessarily need it. Yeah, they're quite fun. Or there might be other things that we've tried and just been like, nope, you don't need it.
1: Yes, I think all of the, all of the above. Let's tackle whether oh, or not you should wear hello <laughs> shorts over tights. <laughs> right, this is my this is the
2: favorite little hobby horse, isn't it? Because obviously, there's no right or wrong. You do what you like. Yeah, but I personally wouldn't ever wear shorts like like looser shorts over um, leggings. I don't think it's required. It's extra restriction. And so, when I was training uh, seriously, I'd have been wearing leggings quite a lot, usually for my warm ups, and then I'd strip off. Um, after a couple of miles. But Andy, it's Changed for my your shoes. keys. my
1: shoes. It's for your phone, it's for Yeah, but I never had any of that
2: stuff. I had the luxury of not needing all that stuff. Okay, but yeah, all right, but let's, <laughs> normal didn't people, have phones when normal I was people, just, just <laughs> normal
1: like, people. Just like my normal. slate Le- and chalk.
0: Oh, listen, but wait, here's the this thing This is then. what you
1: need, and like so much running gear is not designed well for normal runners, I don't think, because there's never any pockets to put your stuff in. Running yeah. shorts, yeah find me some shorts that have got an adequately sized pocket to put an iPhone in. I've got (laughs) to find me those shorts. I found and and It's on the side. So it it basically gives you a hernia. This um, is what I would say though, is that
0: at some some point, the phone manufacturers have stopped talking to the clothing manufacturers. Because you know, sometimes um, they're probably not designed for this, but you know, sometimes you put on a pair of shorts and it has the zip pocket at the back. Oh yeah. Yeah. They fit fit phones circa 2000. They fit Nokia 8210s. <laughs> I, but I don't think it's. I think it's phones shouldn't have got bigger. Okay, I don't think it's the manufacturer's fault because if you, I mean, we're all carrying around iPads at this point, and so, I don't really want to have that on me.
1: If yeah. you take the rubbery outside latexy, it's still bit, huge though. My yeah, Nokia will, brick it will, it will, back it, in it will, the day. It is easier to slip it into those back pockets. Yeah, yeah that's but,
2: true. I've got a pair of shorts which are a combined. They're kind of a running short that have the the inner. Um, Briefs aren't briefs. They are cycling shorts, half tights. Mm. They kind of sit underneath the outer layer, outer fabric of the shorts. Yeah. And these have a phone pocket against the outside of my thigh of the lycra part, so it keeps your phone close Tight. to your leg and doesn't doesn't bounce so around. So Actually, does work. But Ooh, I I, I think good. I I need to acknowledge the fact that most of my runs I am privileged in the in the in the fact that I don't haven't worried about my own safety on the runs that I've done. So I don't usually take a phone with me, but I know that's not the case for a lot of people. And then I've always had enough pockets to take gels with me and maybe a credit card. And that's kind of all I've needed. So I've, I've not really experienced the kind of pocket paranoia that you're talking about.
0: I have another pocket solution in that when I first started running, I was always taking keys with me. Mm. Whereas now I, either someone's at home, so. I don't need to worry about keys. Or I have a key safe, so I never have to take a key with a key me. So if I go out for a run, pop a key in there. Or
2: if you've got done. two house keys, a lot of people have two, right? One for the top lock, one for the bottom lock. Yeah. Tie one through the laces one shoe. of each shoe. Oh um, yeah, clever. And then you're not you haven't got the kind of pocket percussionist, I think we've called oh, it. Wow, the, the, only, useful the only podcasting. time Whereas, that's
0: annoying though is that when if you get you, home
2: and you've got a really cold hands. Are you really need to get you out?
0: Really need a wee and you've oh. threaded it because when I used yeah. to do it yeah. how I would do it is I would take two holes either side out of my shoe thread it in and then tuck it underneath the front yeah. lace yeah because you don't so want that to just co- be part
2: of your bow at the top because then if your laces no. come undone around like yeah. you only haven't spotted it <laughs> your, for half a mile your you've got your, your keys somewhere else yeah yeah
0: but then if you get back and you're like right okay really cold now need a wheel. yes yeah, yeah that's, that's you have stood outside for a that's... long old time going like why did uh, I lace it like you know, this
1: if that's the combination of the tights and the shorts We've got to talk, Sarah, about Andy's wings in Valencia for people who get hot arms halfway through a race. Uh,
0: yes. So when wings. I first I started-
1: <laughs> For anyone that doesn't know what that means, arm sleeves. Arm
0: sleeves. sleeves. <laughs> arm sleeves. So when I first started running, I bought a pair of arm sleeves yeah. because I had loads of t-shirts. And then when it got to the winter, I was like, I don't want to buy a long sleeve shirt. Yeah. I have all of these great short sleeves. Yeah. So I bought arm sleeves- usually people will wear them with a vest, but then you get cold shoulders. So I had like quite a baggy t-shirt sleeve and then I had my arm sleeves underneath Um. and it was like a long sleeve top.
2: And the benefit is that if you like, I would aesthetically, if I'm talking about stuff that probably shouldn't matter, but sometimes does matter to me. I like to, you know, you you do look at yourself in the mirror before you go out for a run. And sometimes part of the motivation is like you've got a new kit or whatever you feel excited to go out for a run. Mm -hmm. I would often like to wear a base layer, long sleeve underneath a, t-shirt like a short sleeve t-shirt but if yeah. you do do that which i'll admit is, is probably a stupid but you look like you're about me, to
1: do a panto
0: <laughs> what if you have long sleeves underneath short sleeves no,
1: with his wings oh <laughs> no oh,
2: but, but, but the point the point is then if you do get if you do get hot and you've got a base layer under a t-shirt yeah then your only real option is to take the t-shirt off but then that probably doesn't solve the problem because you've still got the long sleeves on yeah but if you're wearing either a short sleeve or a vest with arm warmers or arm sleeves then if and you, you get partly into the run you literally just peel them off and then you tuck them down your back of your shorts and, and you're off and your arms are cooler. There's air getting up to your kind of like oh, I armpits it. or whatever. And, and then. But how easy is it to take
1: it off? Really easy. They just, you just pull them off, Re- like, like pulling really? a pair of gloves off. What, and then wear them as a tail?
2: <laughs> yeah, just stash them in your shorts. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I um, wish you'd worn them as a tail.
1: <laughs> one of the most talked about features of, of some of our running gear that we've wore in the last couple of months... Was Sarah doing running home for Christmas Oh, when you wiped your nose when you were lost in a, mm-hmm. on a Birmingham canal somewhere and people yeah. were like, what is that bit of kit you've got on?
0: So long sleeve tops have been manufactured very well in the lot. I mean, this is probably around for ages, but yeah. one of the things that I love, if you're going to, if you're going to invest in a, like more of like a jumper, yeah. these are the things that you should look for. Number one, does it have a watch hole? So if you're buying a long sleeve top and it's like more kind of fleecy, it's really cold. You're probably going to wear it with gloves if you're really, really cold. Uh, Next to your wrist, it will have a little gap and you'll be like, why is my top got a hole in it? No, poke your watch through that hole. And then it means that you don't have to have your sleeve like halfway up your... That's
1: great. Yeah.
2: Uh, And it also means that if you've got, if your long sleeve has got thumb... um, thumb holes to keep it kind of secure around your wrist and stop it riding up your arms yeah. then you don't have to kind of go through the rigmarole of peeling your thumb out yeah. peeling it back so you can see your watch although some of these only have it on the left wrist often so
1: like yeah if you're no, a right...
0: I've, I've got one that's had it on the right okay um but yeah check or you just have to wear the top back to front
1: and good to wipe <laughs> your nose with this well. but
0: yeah another thing that one i had on recently had is that it folded back It folded back, so then you could wrap it over your hand and it became like a mitten. And then also what you'll find as well is that on some gloves, on some long sleeves, on ones where it does fold over to be a mitten, it's like a toweling material Mm. on the top. And that is literally so you can wipe your nose.
2: Yeah, and and that sounds slightly disgusting, but if you have a good pair of running gloves, and often it'll be like Sarah says, the back of the hand or maybe the thumb and the index finger will have Mm -hmm. a softer material. And when you're in the winter, your nose does run a little bit when you go out for a run even if you're not poorly you're just it's just cold air yeah um and if you have a pair of gloves that don't have it you'll really notice it because your instinct is to just touch your nose but it's like with fairly abrasive material yeah so it is like it's a really good feature or even if
0: you are just like scratching your face or like moving a bit of hair yeah. out of your face if you've got like a really harsh glove on
2: also a lot of gloves you can get with um maybe it's just the index finger or thumb that will have a um kind of i don't know what the actual material technical name for the material is, but it allows you to use touchscreens um whether that's for your watch or your phone so that's a good tip um just to to round it up i suppose things that that i've found useful um i love a running cap like that's become a a thing in the last five to ten years like it's very like a more of a style thing but it's like it gets stops sweat going in your eyes obviously keeps the sun out of your eyes the wind on your head um sort of sort of can keep you warmer in the winter Cooler in the summer because you can dip it in um mm. dip it in water before you go out for a run. So it keeps your head cool. Obviously, keeps the sun off. So that's good for your skin and so on. Uh, running jackets like this is a minefield because if you want one that's really really waterproof, like most running jackets aren't waterproof. And we've got a roundup of this, so you go and check out the video on YouTube if you want to know about it. Um, are slightly less breathable. So if if they're good enough to be properly waterproof and, and survive a You're gonna a downpour, then yeah. You, Paying the extra money for ones that are as breathable as possible does make a massive difference to Mm. how comfortable they'll be to wear. So those are kind of uh, top tips, but layers, I think, are the key. Like if, if you're going to go out in the winter or the summer, having layers so you can peel them off, whether that's arm sleeves or not, and Rick can make fun of you.
0: And then can we quickly talk about under layers? Mm. So like for me, investing in a good sports bra makes such a difference, mainly from chafing is what I found. Like some of the worst race experiences I've had is when you get in the shower yeah. afterwards and you realise just how much your sports bra has rubbed like in the middle to the size, so painful. And then also making sure it like actually does up and is secure yeah. and top tip as well. If you have invested in a sports bra, invest in washing it because I have put my sports bras just in the wash, in the normal wash, got it out and been like, oh, why has it gone all and all of the elastic like starts to come out the bottom of it. Uh, yeah. So Backwash. yeah, well, you don't need to hand wash it, but I think definitely look at the label and you can actually get, you can get like little yes. netted bags yeah. that you can put it in just so that it keeps it because like a good sports bra is quite often quite expensive and you don't want to wash it the first time and, and ruin it, it. Yeah, yeah
2: and, and also the, the clasps and hooks and stuff can catch in other bits of technical running kit so putting yeah. them in a washing bag is good and then the only other thing i was going to mention was just a uh, heart rate strap like it's, oh, it's yeah. a luxury oh, yeah. but um i i run them on quite a lot and i just find that that Uh, Gives me a little bit of extra data, which I quite like, but also it's consistently more accurate for me with the way that my wrists are
1: quite unique to me. Have you got weird wrists? it has got very bony wrists. Bony. That would fit. That would fit fit the man. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) exactly.
0: I have one more question. Go on. Do you ever run in specific running socks and specific running pants?
1: Since you gave me a pair of pink ones, yes. Uh, What, pants uh, or socks? Socks. Socks. (laughs) Socks. (laughs) I
2: generally just bought even when I was competing pretty seriously, had bought cotton or well, not cotton, but like just essentially the equivalent of like high street pants yeah. to wear under shorts. Uh, but for my marathon, I did invest in seam-free running underwear. Oh, yeah. And that has been a revelation.
1: It's Where good, isn't it? Where do you get it? this stuff from?
2: Well, we work in the running industry, right? We're, we're across it. We pay attention to all of the news. We're, we're like, did you stuff. send me a link to some of the videos that I've made? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. You should know. Um, what I, oh, I thought though you were is... going to say, can
2: you send me a picture of your pants? I don't think that's was a friendly, family-friendly I've got podcast, what, mate. I've got
1: one pair of running pants that I've yeah. had for about five years that I just bring out for special occasions. That's what Running no. special occasions. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm glad you clarified. We're never doing a special edition of the podcast.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, that's what I do as well. I have two. And if yeah. I have, this is why I can't do a multi-day ultra that's longer than two days because I'm like, what would I wear on the third day?
2: (laughs) Okay. Well, that's that's, that's like a, we need to set up a GoFundMe for Sarah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I would just buy another pair. Uh, One thing I would say though is that like socks is a minefield in itself, but like definitely I've noticed a huge difference in especially like if you're struggling with blisters or if you're struggling with the fit of your shoes, socks come in so many different thicknesses for running. They're sweat wicking. They can make such a huge What Are
1: you saying, is this a moment are you saying never wear cotton socks for running? I think we've said that to you before. But ever
0: Well, I mean, you're just gonna get
1: You can. You
0: can. It's the same, like you can wear cotton pants. Fine. And cotton t
2: shirt, fine. And cotton t
0: shirt, but like
2: Technical stuff is better. Yeah and we'll, and we'll look after and your feet you feet you'll probably So what's he gonna do? The Give me athlete's foot. Worse Wearing than cotton is. socks oh yeah. lovely mate um oh, <laughs> wow, that was a disgusting oh. okay, thing though, just...
0: with the thing though with socks is and with lots of this stuff is that like if you're unsure you can go to some like big shops and they will sell it like most high street high street shops that do sports kit will give you a good idea of like what you're looking for if you want to just go like feel what the different fabrics are like that's okay. what i did when i first yeah, started and, and I, I
2: have to wear, I have different shoes that i would wear different thicknesses of socks with because of how that brand's okay. shoe fits my foot Like racing, also, shoes, racing shoes are a lot tighter fit so you might yeah. want to wear smaller shoes small, uh, thin, thinner socks and
0: once you get into racing shoe territory there are some sock brands that literally make socks to color match the different brands oh, of super shoe no way so I
1: mean, too much time in the day for those <laughs> too much time in the day for those and also rick's been trying to desperately get us to wrap this section Sorry, up yeah. so
2: you're listening to the running channel podcast up next we've got a little bit of news and also your questions Thank you.
0: Right, so super speedy news. My one is uh, Leicestershire and Rutland Cross Country Championships. It's very muddy in the Ooh. UK at the moment. Tom Evans, who won Western States 100 last year, 2023, and his wife Sophie Coldwell, who's a Team GB triathlete, they both won their individual distances. Sophie at did the, the, the county 8k. Champs. Yeah, Tom did 10k at the Cross Country Championships and they both won. Husband and wife win. Love that's amazing. That's and
2: it's, yeah, proper cross-country season. I have real nostalgia for this. So yeah. I'm coaching my son's football team at the moment. We're standing in muddy fields and the smell of the muddy fields is real. Like,
1: Brings it back. Yeah, yeah, like National schools championships. Exactly that. We yeah. were we were national weren't schools you, champions uh, back in the day.
0: Weren't you cross-country captain? I was
1: cross-country captain. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Weren't you captained by Rick? Yeah, yeah, yes, uh, he did
1: captain. The younger Rick. man captaining. Olympic athlete, yes, that, that's right, go. yeah, um, we'll live off that forever. I always thought of you as my
2: uh, <laughs> as my Sir Alex Ferguson as you held cross country spikes across minibuses. Um, the, the, uh, <laughs> that's his only useful contribution. Um, that and yeah, shouting I, I really loudly. I brought up the field,
1: I brought up the field, yeah, you,
2: no, you were great. We, we, I, I it's my um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, lo- I love cross country, so my news was, was about this as well, just a shout out, actually, really. Um, so Andy Hobdell, who coached me throughout my whole career, terrifyingly given his son was you know two or three and handing me mm. drinks bottles on training camps back in the day uh. um he actually came so ollie shout out to ollie hobdell mm. was seventh at the st albans where it was based in st albans which is the hertfordshire county cross country this weekend hey, so i saw some cool nice stuff one, Australia. yeah yeah and, I, and actually the reason i loved it is the picture of him running down this hill in st albans was also a part of uh the the, the fields around st albans where i used to do a lot of hill mm. training and stuff so um sort of triple nostalgia there that's if, very if cool. So, um, yeah, I can almost taste the deep heat. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, the deep heat, the mud, grass. I reckon the grass.
0: we should go and do a cross country together. I would love altogether. to.
1: Yeah. yeah. With Andy Hobdell. Yeah. Yeah, he would run it with you. He's such a nice bloke. I only met him for the first time in Valencia. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, really. We, did, uh, 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 I mean, we did the shake met, out met, right he was, with him.
2: He was, he was best man at my wedding and the stag do, both of which you came to. Oh, and, yeah. I've and, met but, him um, before. <laughs> I've met him a few don't, times. Don't, don't worry about that, mate. Sober. I met him sober for the first time. <laughs> Actually, that yes. says a lot about Rick. It does. <laughs> and,
1: and <laughs> I am sober for the first yeah. time. That was it. And
2: no joke, at my stag do, we went orienteering.
1: Oh yeah, I was on my team. <laughs> and, and no, no, you didn't have a team. You didn't have a team because we arrived
2: on the Friday night and it was supposed to just be like a, a gentle evening. And then 10am on the Saturday morning, we were all going orienteering for a couple of hours. But instead of going orienteering, you were so hungover that you slept in a bush and waited for us to finish. So that is... <laughs>
1: true. I wanted to be on fine form for the climbing in the afternoon. Oh, Oh, yes. Was it climbing? Kayaking, class. Kayaking. (laughs) (laughs) Are we actually friends? I love you.
0: (laughs) Oh, gosh. Right, well.
1: You got any questions for us? Yeah,
0: question time.
1: Yeah, yeah, special questions coming up. (laughs) Right, question time if these two can compose themselves. Hello. Absolutely Hello. not, we've lost it. Surprisingly enough, we've got a question from Hannah this week.
2: <laughs> yeah, because every, everyone that writes in is slightly worryingly named after Rick's ex-girlfriends.
0: <laughs> oh, is that why you keep pointing out? <laughs> so, bef- <laughs> so before the recording, this has just gone to madness. Before the recording, Rick-, <laughs> Rick was like, oh, there's another question from Hannah. And I was like, oh, sorry. I just, I randomly pick out the questions <sighs> from the emails.
2: Okay. Yeah, I think it's because one of our good friends had observed a slightly nervous pause as Rick reads out these questions for the first time when it goes Hannah from and then he waits to make sure it's not gonna be Hannah from anywhere, terrifying for him.
0: Wasn't there one where it was an Instagram question from Hannah after running home for Christmas? Christmas. And you just frantically went, Where's
1: From? Where's From? Where's From? Where's she from? (laughs) Uh, um, Right, Hannah from the Netherlands. Great. (laughs) Uh, A lot of Hannah's out there, but not one of these ones. Okay, I'm Hannah from the Netherlands. I started running in July last year. I'm trying to focus on heart zone running. But when I run in zone two, my pace is more than 11 minutes per kilometre. While I easily can maintain a pace of seven minutes per kilometre for 10K... Is it still beneficial to run at heart rate zone two and that pace of 11 because it feels slow and I can walk faster, which is a little bit annoying. Okay,
2: Andy. so I'm trying to stop myself laughing and crying to give some serious advice to Hannah, who <laughs> has, we've got nothing against this particular Hannah. Nothing. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, this is, a, this is a, a, a not an unusual question, actually. So we get asked this sort of thing quite a lot um, because there's this big focus on the math method which is the Maffetone method, and and that does rely on staying in zone two. Um, The quickest answer is, one, have you set your heart rate zones up properly? So Mm -hmm. if your heart rate zones are just set to the default of your watch or app that you're using to measure your heart rate, then they won't be accurate to you. So you do need to adjust them somehow, either by trying to find your maximum heart rate and then adjusting back from that point, because 220 minus your age is not very accurate, or from... Using the method in which you define the heart rates, so there's two or three different methods that you can select. For example, within Garmin Connect, one's called the heart rate heart rate reserve method. Um, we've got a video all about this, which does explain it way better than I can do on a podcast right now. But for example, using the HRR method changes the baseline, almost the bottom point at which your zones start from. Because broadly, if your resting heart rate is say 60 and your max heart rate is 180. Mm. And you can't do anything below 60 beats per minute because that's you doing nothing at all. Mm-hmm. So the, the bit you can use, the useful bit of your heart rate is between 60 and 180. So you actually only have 120 beats with which to operate for exercise. So that's the heart rate reserve method and it does percentages based on that. Um, so that would probably might shift your zone to slightly higher. Um, the other thing would be to say, how does it feel when you're running? Like if you can have a pretty lengthy conversation with someone, I'd say that that's a good indicator that you're probably in Zone two, or not very much higher than Zone
1: two. But as your fitness improves, your maximum heart rate should go down for running at the, the same pace.
2: The max heart rate will stay the same, but yeah, the, the, the heart rate that you're running at those paces will we'll, we'll, should will lower. Should, should should decrease. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Other thing to consider as well is like elevation and where you're oh, yeah. running. Yeah. Like how if all of this up. is trail running, if it's. If you're at altitude, high up. You <laughs> you're high up. If you're going like uphill or downhill, yeah. that's going to affect it as well.
2: Yeah, but I wouldn't religiously. Yeah, I agree. I wouldn't religiously stick to zone two if it means that you're walking and it's sapping the run out of your. Uh, sorry, sapping the enjoyment out of your running. Mm. I would look to adjust your heart rate zones to make sure they're accurate to you, and then use conversation and an effort out of ten as a as a gauge so that you can just enjoy your running a little bit more and not worry too much about the zones.
1: Quick one from Jamie from Minneapolis, Minnesota, USA. Very cool. Question regarding the 80-20 rule that always confuses me. What is the 80 actually referring to? Is it 80% of runs, time running, or running distance that should be easy? Thank
2: you. I'd say it's, it's either time or distance. It's, it's not the 80% of runs. So you would include warm-ups and cool-downs, for example, in your, um, in your easy running, in that 80%. So 80% of your total time spent running. I would say, should be um, should mm. be in, a, in an easier zone. I think is the easiest way to think
1: about that. Yeah. Super. And before we go, Sarah, you've got a quick favour to ask.
0: Yes, I have. I've got a great favour. I've got two favours this week. First one, if you're called Hannah, please email in to <laughs> podcast <laughs> at the running dot com just so we can continue to freak Rick out every single week. Um, and if you're not called Hannah, don't worry, there's still a task for you. Set in a debate I was having at the weekend whilst I was out on my cycle... Uh what how far would you have to cycle for it to count the same as an easy ten mile run? So that's sixteen kilometres. Mm. We had lots of different debates. So I cycled forty kilometres and wanted to count that as yeah. a ten mile run. That's over double. I think that's fair. Other people who were more experienced cyclists than I were were saying it would be more needing to be like fifty or sixty. I don't know if there is a right answer, but I'm interested mm. to hear the debate. Yeah. What would count?
2: Oh see, I think it's three to four times. So I think your forty K is about. A 10k ish run. Really? Yeah.
0: It's really hard.
2: Yeah, but it's there's, there's no impact, so there's a massively different physiological impact on your body. So it depends on what you want it to count as.
0: But. Right. Well, anyone who does running and cycling, email him, podcast at the running channel.com. If you have any other questions, keep emailing in, especially if you're called Hannah. Or if you want to change your name to Hannah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> crack just on. A, just a, just, a, just a, so that we in the podcast studio can see that sort of frisson of self-doubt <laughs> as uh, as we yeah. read out the questions. Just look at his yeah. face, man. He's so anyway, and we congratulations
1: on completing the longest ever running channel podcast.
0: Hey! Uh, And we will see you next week. (laughs)